tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. My name is Oliver Queen. My name is Barry Allen. You're blind, but you see so much. Everything we've been doing, it all leads here. Suit up. Jim Gordon, GCPD. I hear good things about you, Counselor. Harvey Dent. Likewise, about you, Detective. You think you know me, but I've never been more than what each of you has created. <laughs> Just look at the flowers. Daniel, we're here to talk about another comic book movie today. One that I enjoy. Uh, I try. I think I watch it at least once every six months. Uh, it's not one that... I don't know if a lot of people knew that it was a comic book before it was a movie. Uh, I I know that I never read this comic book. Had you ever read The Losers? No, never read it. And uh, it surprised me uh, when I actually rented it uh, back when it first came out on DVD and Blu-ray to find out that it was a comic book. Uh, yeah, a comic book adaptation. Adaptation, that's right. Uh, no, that's and that's what we're talking about today, folks. We're talking about The Losers, uh, starring... Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Clay, Idris Alba as Rogue or Roke or Rock or Roke, 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 yeah. Zoe Saldana as Aisha, Chris Evans as Jensen, uh, Columbus Short as Pooch, Oscar Haneda as Cougar, and Jason Patrick as Max. Now, take a look at this this cast: Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Thomas Wayne, uh, Negan. Zoe Saldana, uh, Gamora, her? Gamora, thank you. <laughs> uh, Chris Evans, Captain America, Idris Alba, uh, Heimdall. These, this is all comic book movie people. They, they, they make comic book movies already. So the fact that this came out before any of those other things, this is kind of crazy. Yeah, and they found their true love for comic book movies. <laughs> And uh, this is now, it's a comic book movie, but it's not a superhero movie. These these aren't anybody, no, no one has special powers. Uh, no one really has any, uh, like, they're not Hawkeye. They're not super skilled at, at shooting. They're, they're just regular soldiers that are just really good soldiers. Uh, and that's where they start off at. They're, you know, they're, they're doing this, they're kind of a black ops team. In the movie where they are, they've been sent to Bolivia to paint a target with a laser, an infrared laser that will be the destination for a bombing. Uh, and when they find out that there's a whole bunch of children on the compound, they run in there and try and save the kids before the 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 bombing happens. And um, they get the kids onto a helicopter, but Max, who eventually becomes the is the villain of the of the movie, was already ready to kill the, the the team in the helicopter. So they had that helicopter blown up, but the team didn't get on the helicopter. The kids got on there, and thus now we know who the bad guy is, and the team is going to go up against yep. Max. Yes. <laughs> so, just some more um, background from this for this movie. Sylvian White or Sylvain White uh, is the director. He has directed other movies as whoa, not a lot of movies. Oh, he directed Stomp the Yard, uh, 
which makes sense why uh, Columbus Short was in this movie. Um, <laughs> he's done a lot of TV. He did some episodes in My- CSI Miami, Covert Affairs, The Mentalist, uh, Person of Interest, Scorpion, The Following, Empire, Hawaii Five-0, Sleepy Hollow, uh, Short-Lived Rush oh, Hour, and Major Crimes. Yeah, he's he's done a lot of TV shows. Uh, so it's interesting that he ended up he, that he did this movie. It's one of his first movies that he he did. Um, was let's see for writing we have Peter Berg as one of the writers, which is interesting because he usually does a lot of directing. He he directed like um, I think I want to say Lone Survivor and uh, uh, other things, uh, Battleship. The, the movie Friday Night Lights. Uh, he he directed Battleship? Yeah, he directed the movie Battleship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he also directed Hancock, uh, The Rundown. Okay. The Rundown is an amazing movie. Uh, very mm-hmm. Bad Things. You know, he's, he's, got, he's got a lot of... So it's interesting that he, he was accredited as a writer on this movie. Um... They said, according to the trivia on this, they brought in Andy Diggle and Jock, the creators of the the comic book, The Losers, to uh, be uh, be there when the uh, so Andy Diggle and Jock, the creators of the Loser comic comic, were brought in by Sylvain White to work on the film. So that's you know pretty cool keeping uh, the the people who created it to come in and work on it. Yeah, they could probably give uh, the director, you know, advice. Like, no, this character wouldn't do this thing and stuff like that. And Yeah, you would hope that that's what they, they would do. <laughs> um, we have, it says that the storyline that the movie is loosely based on is a storyline from the comic book called Anti-Up. The, the losers are nearly wiped out, and double down, the losers track down Max. So, two story arcs were, uh, were, were loosely uh, adapted to make this movie. Okay. Which kind of makes me want to uh, go go back and find track down those comic books and read them. Yeah. Pretty sure you can find the uh, graphic novel online. Yeah, more than likely. Uh, it's probably on Comixology if uh, you have that app. Um, Andy Diggle, uh, as we you know, Andy Diggle, because we mentioned him, I believe several times when talking about Arrow, he wrote the graphic or the the trade or the storyline called uh, Green Arrow Year One, which kind of was what Arrow, the TV show, was based off of loosely. Uh, one of my favorite storylines for, for, for Green Arrow, Oliver Queen. Okay. And, you know... I know what? I'm sorry, uh, can you say it again? Sorry, I lost our chain of thought. <laughs> no, uh, Andy Diggle wrote uh, Green Green Arrow Year One, which you know also was the inspiration for uh the character he was the inspiration for the character Andy Diggle in the Arrow show uh which would then give us John Diggle his brother so once again you know 
an influential influential person in comic books uh and he made it into uh tv and movies so it's very interesting wow. that, that uh we we would have uh, this character or this this writer be part of it uh one of the other interesting storylines or interesting story uh <laughs> plots of the comic book is that the character of max is actually played by uh, is actually two two different people. It's a twin. It's a set of twins. And the the way you're supposed to indicate which Max, which which twin you're talking, or which twin is in the 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 panel at the time is that uh, one twin wears a white glove and one twin wears a, a black glove. And we see that happen in the movie uh, a few times when he switches between white gloves and black gloves. But they change that in the movie to the fact that he has a scar, uh, nasty scar on his hand and that he keeps it hidden. They they totally oh. dropped the, the twin uh, storyline. Gotcha. I, I mean, it would have been pretty, uh, I don't know, maybe confusing to follow, I guess. And you know what? That could have been, that would have definitely been something that you would do in a, in a sequel. Like, you don't need to, you don't need to put that part into the this movie. That would have been, because he he's if you remember Max survives at the end of the movie, he, yeah, gets, he away. gets away. So you could totally use that in the next movie. You know that the two of them are were working together, or uh, and that that would be their the person that they need to they they're they're still trying to fight find find Max and, and defeat him. Right now. I like the idea, like, whenever I'm I'm reading team, or, yeah, reading team books, I like it when you have, each person has a unique skill, something that makes them uh, the reason that they're a part of this team. So Clay, or Colonel Clay, or whatever you want to call him, you know, obviously he's their leader. He has the plan, he has the, he has the big picture in, 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 in his mind. What would you say Idris Alba's character of Roke was what's his duty on the team um i mean always you know following what uh what clay said he was like his right hand man and pretty much uh he i wouldn't say like a a weapons expert because i mean he had all those knives and you know he he's really good with them too and does a lot of knife tossing uh tossing in the movie yeah like i would i would put him as like maybe their their top hand-to-hand combat guy too you know like I mean, there's a few times when him and and uh, Clay end up fighting each other, but I would say that he probably is the he ends up be- besting Clay a few times, and that's what makes him part of the team. Uh, obviously, right. obviously, Jensen is their tech guy, their IT guy. He's able to crack into any system that he needs and hack out uh, any information that he that, that they they want. And then you have Pooch. <laughs> <laughs> Pooch is uh, their transportation. Getaway driver. Yeah, like he's they he, they make it several times. They make it a point several times in the movie to be like, if it if it moves, he can he can drive it or fly it, and he can get they can get them going. Uh, which then leaves the the silent one, Cougar, who's obviously their sharpshooter. Yep, and he pulls off some pretty uh, amazing shots. Like, could you imagine having to do the the shot? So one of the, the the scene that they use in the in the trailer for the movie, and probably one of the more memorable scenes from the whole movie is when 
Jensen's character played by Chris Evans is trying to get away from those security guards in that building and he's he does this whole bullshit of uh, the CIA did mine tricks on me or uh, they experimented with my mind and I can use telekinesis to to blow you away and he he makes handguns and he shoots at him, and then uh, you know you find out that it's actually Cougar shooting from a long distance away <laughs> through the window into the security guard's like uh, uh, bulletproof vest. I mean, those yeah, that was, uh, those got to be some pretty tricky shots, right? Yeah, it was really entertaining to watch too. <laughs> I think one of the reasons why this this movie might have been lost or, you know, people don't re- really remember it or, 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 uh, um, give it a, as much credit as it deserves is that it's a lot like the A team, which I believe came out around the same time. Uh, and with that, people didn't think that there was going to be anything too different. Yeah. A- the A team with Liam Neeson came out in 2010 as well as this movie came out in 2010. Yeah, did you? Because I was, I was telling Miranda that I was like, you know, this movie, this this movie, came out when another movie came out, and that's why it flopped. Yeah, I, I would definitely say that was uh, the reason, because you had a budget of twenty five million according to IMDb. Uh, its opening weekend it made nine point four million, which is not great. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh. As a comic book movie, uh, how do you see this holding up to the rest of them? I just want, you know, this movie really has like a different vibe, and I think this movie is just fun all the way through. Uh, yeah, I have to agree that it's a very fun movie in general. It's 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 not as serious as we've come to know. Batman to be now (laughs) and it's definitely not as playful as like uh, 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 Tobey Maguire Spider-Man but it is uh, it is fun you know people do get killed they create a green bomb a green nuke I think they call it a snook in the movie Yep, <laughs> which will do the de- the decimation that you want from a nuke, but not any of the nuclear fallout or radiation to hurt any of the other living things around. I guess it's up for those green uh, terrorists. Terrorists, yeah. <laughs> so that's you know that's a that's a very interesting thing. It's 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 creative in the ways that you want something like this to be creative and it's outlandish enough that it's a it's it's has a comic book feel but it's still grounded in real life because they aren't they aren't superheroes with with they aren't flying around and they don't have uh super speed and stuff like that or wolverine claws yeah and like you said you know they're all normal everyday people you know that are basically good with guns (laughs) (laughs) it's too true um, what's a what's the part that that really stuck out with you that you really enjoyed for this movie? Um, I um particular. Uh, maybe who in particular? I don't know. That's kind of toughy because I mean, overall, what really made this movie for me was uh the fight 
choreography. Um, so I, maybe the uh, the fight, uh, the firefight that they have um, on the docks um, towards the end of the movie. Okay, I can I, I can enjoy. Yeah, you're right. The 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 big set pieces, the action set pieces, where they they did things like um, have firefights and and uh, car chases and stuff were were really well done. Uh, I have to say, some of my favorite parts were were Jensen parts, where you know he's got the funny quippy lines and uh, he's constantly like. There's a part when him and Cougar are being escorted to the meeting, the rendezvous point with uh, on on the back of mopeds or or scooters or whatever and cougar gets off the (laughs) the scooter and he kisses the girl and then jensen gets off the scooter and he's gonna go kiss the girl but she doesn't kiss him she goes and kisses cougar (laughs) yeah (laughs) this is things like that just made made it so that uh you know that you really you didn't you really cared about these characters or you really uh wanted to see what happens with these characters uh, the other part that I really enjoyed too was when uh, they steal the armored truck. Yeah, and it, and it, it just shows like the way that they executed their plan was was flawless. It was a really good job, and they know what they're doing. So it it was all that much better. Like I liked, I also liked the way that this this movie kind of plays out, like in chapters. Like the way that you would be reading one if you read a comic book. You get to the end of the book, and then you're—it's got that little bit of cliffhanger so that you get to the next book, and in each, a lot of these scenes play out that way. Yeah, a lot of them do, and then, uh, yeah, the transitions in the movie are also good. That you know, just to play on what on your idea too. So I agree with you. And then, yeah, you know, they and I liked the, the little bit of. Uh, uh, Speaking of transitions, I like the way that they did some of the end credits and the beginning credits in the comic book, like yeah, book. you know what I mean. And the comic book style, yeah, yeah, in the comic book style. Um, I, I do want to bring up the fact that the reason why we're we we watch this movie is that I put up on our Facebook, um, earlier this week or earlier last week. Uh, what are some of everybody's favorite uh, non-Marvel or DC comic book movies? And this had been one of the ones that were mentioned. We had others that were mentioned were Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, which I know is one of your favorites because it is also one of mine. Yep. <laughs> Hellboy, uh, which is Ooh. also another good one. How do you feel about Hellboy and Hellboy 2? I like them both. Okay. Uh, v for V for Vendetta. Oh, it's been ages since I've seen that one. You know, and which is I I enjoy that movie a lot, and it's another uh, Alan Moore uh, adapted comic book. So you got to take that into account. But it is it is a good one. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which is I I enjoy that movie. I know it's ter- it's terrible, but I like the concept of it, like the whole idea behind it. And then I've gone and read the comic books since that movie came out, and the, the comic books are a lot better. And you should all and you should give them a, a, a read. I don't know if you've ever have. No, no, you should definitely give them a read. All right. And then the the last one that was mentioned was Dread, which is one of my favorite movies. Okay. 
Did you did you watch Dread with Carl Urban? No. Really? What was that? I said really. Yeah, really. <laughs> well, that is surprising. We will, we will have to correct that someday. I think you will really enjoy that one. I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> We're not. I'm not talking about Judge Dread with uh, Sylvester Stallone. We're talking about Dread with Carl Urban, which is a lot like Raid: The Redemption. Uh, for those who know that movie, oh, <laughs> so you know Raid. Yes. <laughs> Good. I have hope for you still, then. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yes, Losers was mentioned, and I wanted to go ahead and talk about that movie. Um, and like I said, like we said, it, it is a comic movie that we uh, uh, don't really see as a comic book movie all that well or all that often. Oh, look at that! All right, um... they had. Did you know there was individual posters made up, uh, character posters for this uh, for this movie? And it tells you what each individual person was the expert of. Oh, no, I didn't know. So you have Clay, who is operational control, which is what we said. He's the leader. Cougar, who's long-range elimination, which is sniper. Uh, Jensen is comms and tech. Uh, Pooch is transpo and heavy weapons. And Roke is demo and tactical. So, yeah, hand-to-hand and blowing shit up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then they even gave Aisha one, even though she's not really a part of the team. uh, She's search and destroy. Which makes sense, because her whole motivation behind the character, her character, is to find the people that... Or to find Max, because she knows that Max was behind her father's death. But then she soon finds out that Clay, the person she's having feelings for, is the man who actually pulled the trigger and killed her father. Yep, and we do see that. Well, we don't see it, but the camera pans out. Right, because it is a PG-13 movie, and they didn't want to show the up-close death like that. You know, I'm surprised that this movie... uh, I know I was messaging you when you brought it up that, you know, uh, we should cover it, and I asked you if there was an extended cut or a director's cut. I'm really surprised there isn't. Uh, you know, I am surprised as well. Uh, I think you would think that they would want to do something like that just to get the little bit of extra money, but uh, there's not. No, at least not to my knowledge. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I have the DVD case right here, and um, you know, the special features just say Zoe and the Losers. How Zoe Saldana held her own and relished mixing with the adrenaline junkie guy cast. <laughs> so. It looks like this was put out by Warner Brothers Pictures, which makes me think that it 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 is part of DC somehow. Do you know who it is that that made the 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 Losers as a comic book? It actually says uh, on the back, uh, based on the comic book series published by DC Comics slash Vertigo. Vertigo. So yeah, Vertigo is indirectly part of uh, DC, um, kind of. So, but I still count. Kind of. I, I still kind of. I still count it as not being DC proper. So, uh, I think it still falls in with the category of not being a DC um, Marvel movie. Right, and um, I mean, same. I mean, Hellboy is what uh, uh, Dark Horse Comics. Right, 
Is that part and of then, something? Is that part of DC also? Um, I think Dark Horse. Yeah, I think it actually might have a small association with uh, DC as well. Huh. And you know, Image is a lot of uh, ex Marvel uh, people, isn't it? Yeah, uh, Mark Miller. Uh, Miller. Yeah. Uh, well, didn't wasn't Jim Lee over there too? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, looking at some of the collections or the trade paperbacks that that come with reading the losers, you have uh, issues one through six, which is anti up, uh, issues seven through twelve, which is double down, issues thirteen through nineteen, which is tri- trifecta, issues twenty through twenty five is close quarters, and issues twenty six to thirty two is in game. In 2010, a double volume including both anti up and double down was released in tie to tie in with the film adaptation and a second book to collect the rest of the series. So if you really want to, there's two books that will have all of the series in it. Wow. And I picture this to be longer than just, you know, yeah. two graphic novels. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes it's... Uh, it, uh, comic book industry is already pretty scarce uh, with new <laughs> new creations uh, you know the the big two I think hold a, a pretty big stranglehold on uh, on on the entertainment or the the volume of collections uh, but that's where a lot of the newer writers and artists start off you know making their own books and then uh, going into making some type of indie book and then eventually working for one of the big two Right, and um, because uh, I mean, I Zombie, I know that one only has a total forty issues, and that's a whole series. I would have to say probably like the biggest one to to make it its uh, make its its mark and not be part of the big two is probably got to be The Walking Dead, right? Yeah, because uh, they're part of a uh... oh, Skybound. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Skybound Comics. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the the comic book itself in 2004, the series won the Eagle Award for favorite new, favorite new comic book and was nominated for the Best New Series Eisner Award in 2006. Jock uh, was nominated for the Best Cover Artist Eisner Award for The Losers. Wow. Yeah. So there obviously is a lot of uh, rich history with this comic book, If even though it was very short-lived, that you can go and... Uh, read the the books themselves and and uh see where the movie got some of their ideas from yeah i I am actually interested to see what you know was taking panel for uh panel per panel right exactly um with that what was some of the the bad parts of the movie that you didn't like I mean, uh, some of Max's lines were kind of just, you know, cheesy bad guy action movie lines. So they kind of like maybe cringe a little. You know, I'm actually kind of right there with you. I think that uh, the Max character is way too, too over the top bad guy. Like, like they needed to make sure that we understood that he is the bad guy. Like, even when it comes to the part when uh, he shoots the the girl holding his umbrella because she slipped for a second and the wind caught her umbrella. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Um, I did, and then uh, Wade was awesome, but you know they made him the typical dumb, uh, just muscle for the group. And when he in the beginning of the movie, when he throws the guy off the building, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was like, "That was you gave me the look. I threw him off the. That was the kill him look." It was like, "No, it was a punch it, break his fingers at the most look." <laughs> oh, we should have went over this beforehand then. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're right. He's he was the the he wasn't the typical henchman thug, but he was the typical henchman thug. Like, I like the part when when uh, Max tells him to to get a twenty man you know kill squad team together and uh, you know get them ready, and then he he gets the team together and he's like, all right, kill those guys. Wait, what? <laughs> just kill them or fire them, whichever one you want to do. Well, it's easier just to fire them. Okay, did you tell any of them the plan? Yes, I did. Well, now we're back to kill them. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a problem with killing any of them? Are you related to any of them? He's like, no, I mean, yeah, I don't have a problem killing any of them. He's like, but yeah, one of them is my, like, my brother-in-law. He's like, well, is this going to be a problem? I said I'd kill them. Don't worry about it. Just let's go (laughs) on to the next thing. (laughs) I mean, there there were some... That, and that's what I, I, I really liked about this movie. The dialogue, I thought, was... Even though there are parts where were cringeworthy, like you were saying with Max, there, there's a lot of great lines in this movie, and there's a lot of uh, great interactions between the characters. Uh, one of the parts I really didn't enjoy, though, was the the rogue character. Like, at the end, when he ends up uh, double-crossing them, I really wanted it to be a... Uh, double double cross or a triple cross I don't know how you would you put it but like the, the I wanted him to go back to being on the losers yeah so that I and you know sadly it doesn't happen I don't know if that's more of my I like Idris Alba as a character or uh, it just to me it didn't fit with the his character his character uh, you know story arc to, to be the one that, that betrays the team so I really wanted him to be the. He he was just he was just pretending to betray the team, and then he was actually just getting on Max's good side that that he could screw Max over in the end. Yeah, and uh, you know, also I didn't really feel you know for someone that always had Clay's back when he betrayed him, I didn't really feel like that much shock or anything. No, exactly. I mean, when when he ends up, uh, yeah betraying them it, it i don't know if it maybe it just didn't settle in it didn't set in that it, it was wrong what um you know what other you know favorite points or uh, what it, what do you, uh what really stood out for you like uh, other scenes in particular um <laughs> i have to say i really I really enjoyed the end scene when Jensen uh, is when the whole team is at the soccer game, and uh, you know he's watching his niece play play for the Petunias, and uh, the referee doesn't like doesn't call a yellow card on the the little girl that knocks over his niece, and he he runs out there on the field, and the referee is a big woman and he's she's just pushing him around <laughs> and like he can't do anything about it but he's still trying to argue in her face so i just that that part just gets me because he he's not 
he's not the biggest guy on the team, but yet he still is in people's faces and being sarcastic and trying to piss them off all the time. Yeah, I was actually going to mention that too. <laughs> they really enjoy. Um, had this been uh, directed by someone else, maybe someone that uh, maybe had a few more movies underneath their belt, or uh, you know, had maybe and I, I don't want to say a better understanding of the the material because he obviously he brought in the creators to to work with him. But maybe a better understanding of how these type of movies are made. Uh, do you think it would have been better, it, it, or it could have done better? I should say. Um, you know, maybe. Yeah, I want to say probably if they got a bigger name director, that you know, this one would have probably you know stu- uh, stood out, gotten more people to go watch it. I think if. I think I, I, I'm, I'm there with you, I, and that's probably why I led the question that way. But I also think that if they had done a, a, done this as an R-rated movie, where you could have saw a little bit more violence, like like if you picture, picture this as like a John as John Wick, like I think it could have done a lot better too. Yeah, you know, um, do you have any directors um, in mind who you would want, you know, to, you know, who you would have replaced? Uh, directors that I think that could have done this well. Let me see. Um, I think that maybe is is uh, is yeah Joe McTiernan. He he directed the first Die Hard movie. Uh, I think that would have been uh, a, this would have been a good movie for him to do. Okay. Um, who else? Uh, who else had been big, but is probably not too big anymore? Because you know it, it would it would have been a lesser property that a lot of uh, that a, a big director wouldn't want to do at the time. Peter Berg himself could have done it. I don't see why he didn't. Um, he knows how to do these action movies. Um, right. Maybe he was attached to direct at, at one point and uh, didn't. They it fell through, but they had to keep him on as a screen as a screenplay writer. Uh, some other action films that would have been like this. Uh, Shooter. Who who directed Shooter? Let's see, with uh, Mark Wahlberg, Antoine Fuqua. I, I can see <laughs> I can see that working. He's uh, what he's going to be directing. Uh, the Magnificent Seven, uh, and he just did Equalizer, which would have been and Olympus Has Fallen. That's you know these are all great action movies that uh, I would definitely see him doing well. Tears of the Sun, you know, th- these were all been things that would have been great for uh, the losers. Right. You know, I'm just gonna throw this out there. Um, I think James Mangold could have done a good job. James Mangold. Now he did. Uh, the Wolverine, didn't he? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been a, a very good choice for this movie. I mean, he's done comic book movies. Uh, he's done a Mission Impossible style, loser style movie, uh, Night and Day with Cameron Diaz and Tom Cruise. So I think that's, you know, another reason why he would, you know, done a good job with this movie. Yeah, 310 to Yuma. 
uh, Night and Day, which has action and comedy in it, which is what definitely this movie needed. Uh, yep. So uh, you're you're right there. I think that would have been a great uh, a great choice as well. <clears throat> but like we were saying, I think it, it does. It definitely suffers from uh, being right around the time that the A Team also came out, and I, I just think the budget for the advertising for the A Team was was bigger. Yeah, I'll do that one. And I mean, it, I mean, this one did have an all-star cast, and uh, so did, you know, um, the A-Team. Right, and Liam, it, Liam Neeson coming off of Taken and Bradley Cooper being, you know, shooting straight up. He's, uh, you know, he, he, was, he was on the rise at that time, if not already there. Uh, what's the name of the MMA fighter that was in it? Uh, oh, yeah. Um, Rampage. Right. Uh, Rampage Jackson, yeah. yeah. Rampage Jackson. So he uh, obviously had uh, he has that group of audience there. So that's that's going to help out in that aspect. Another reason why I wanted to see it is because um, it had the guy from District Nine. So I wanted to know what else you know he could have done. So that's another reason why I wanted when it went ahead and saw the A team and paid for it too. Yeah, Shalto Copley uh, is a, a great actor, a phenomenal actor, and you could see that he, from District Nine to the, to A Team, uh, is completely different characters, and and he did an incredible job. And then, have you seen Hardcore Henry? No, I want to though. Oh, you have to watch that movie, and he he does a phenomenal job in that movie. He plays several different characters, and it's it's. It's just unbelievable how good it is. All right, good to know. <laughs> and that's the one I shot on first person view, right? Right, and it's, it, it it literally is like it's it's like a video game come to life. Like you're, if this wasn't a video game, you would be surprised that they hadn't made it one. Okay, good to know. <laughs> <laughs> um. Had they, I mean, take into account that we, we, we haven't read the comic books for it, had they made a sequel to this movie, uh, what do you think would have been their, the next step for the team? Uh, the next step for the team, well, I mean, Roke is fun, so maybe, they would, obviously the next plan would be uh, keep finding uh, Max, since uh, Zoe Zaldana didn't get her revenge. Yeah, I mean, obviously they'd want to go after Max uh, again. I, I, I don't know how big of a, a bad guy you would want to make him in the second movie because it'd be a little too maybe it'd be a little bit too much the same unless you uh, team him up with someone else, another bad guy. That way, it, it's it seems a little new and a little different than the first movie. Would you try and go and find someone to replace Roke on the team? Like, would you recruit someone else? Yes. <laughs> yeah. They need a demolition expert. I mean, who the hell can make a fucking rocket launcher out of, you know, just a few <laughs> items? But Pooch made the rocket launcher, though. Oh, that's right. <laughs> but no, I get what you're saying. Uh, he did make the other bomb because when they're following him in that, he what he called was this big yellow banana. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, or big orange banana, whatever it was he called it. 
he does make a bomb. He does make the bombs there so that they can steal the the armored car. Yeah. So and uh, yeah, you would definitely need someone to replace him. And uh, I I don't know. I like like we said. I don't know what happens in the comic books. I don't know what what that could be. But I, I would be interested. I would be interested to see it, if that would happen. Say ten years down the line, they remake this movie. Would you want to go watch it? Yeah, I'd give it another shot. I think I would too. Um, obviously, I would because I think uh, I always I always go give the remakes a, a try. Uh, I wouldn't give Ghostbusters a try, and I ended up enjoying the hell out of it. Yeah, you said you laughed the majority of the movie, right? Yeah, uh, throughout most of the movie, I I was either smiling or laughing my ass off in the theater. Uh, so I I. I and I have to say, I was one of the few people that was like, this is just going to be a terrible movie. Like, every trailer that that movie showed just looked horrible. It, none of it looked good, but the movie actually ended up being good. Well, now that you know, it, you've given it your seal of approval, I'll probably go watch it because you can't be pretty picky with movies sometimes. Uh, this is true, and I have been told this many times that I, I have been pr- pretty picky. <laughs> <clears throat> So with that, uh, I don't want to say who would you... Who, okay, let, let's let's do that. If they were to remake this movie today, and this is only six years later, who would you put in some of those roles? God damn. <laughs> okay. Um, hmm. I, think, I, I don't know. I kind of want to see Lenny James as Roke. Oh, I don't. I don't He's think pro- I know that name. Who's Lenny James? Or um, oh crap! What is um the guy that plays Morgan? I think I might have gotten his name wrong. Oh, on okay. On The Walking Dead. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what his name is in real life. Oh, it is. It is Lenny James. Okay. That's that's weird that it didn't show up when I typed it in. Um. He yeah, I guess he he could he could play uh Roke. I could see that. Uh, he's a great actor. Snatch. He's 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 great in that. Yeah. Uh, Walking Dead. He's awesome. Um, I think for Clay. I mean, obviously, who who are you gonna get to that? That's not Jeffrey Dean Morgan, but uh, Clay. I don't know. I, maybe 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 uh, Gerard Butler. Yeah, I could see him doing it. Yeah. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Who would you cast as Aisha? Yeah, see, that's uh, that's uh, Clay and Aisha. That's what I'm having trouble with right now. <laughs> How about Pooch? Fucking, uh, I don't know. The first na- uh, person that actually came to mind uh, for Pooch is. Um, the guy from Tropic Thunder, the one that was a rapper. Oh, uh, Brandon T. Jackson. Yes, <laughs> I like that. That is a good. That is a good choice. I like that. Uh, for Jensen, I don't know. I want to go with someone that's just has a little bit more of a nerdy look. So, who is it that you? Who's like an up and coming actor that could play that role? Uh, and would do well. 
What if you got Rami Malek to do it? I don't know if you've watched uh, Mr. Robot at all. No, I haven't. I, I wonder if he could he could pull that off. Could be a possibility. I don't see why not. But I mean, I, again, I haven't seen it. Maybe I'm I'm just uh, typecasting him because in Mr. Robot he's a hacker and Jensen is a hacker, so that maybe that's a, a bad on my my part. But <laughs> I think that'd be kind of cool. Uh, do you know I'm um, who I'm thinking of for? For Jensen, um, would actually be Evan Peters. I think it'd be pretty funny. Evan Peters, huh? I like that. Uh, I think he's he's really becoming a lot more well known with his uh, American Horror Story roles, and then obviously now as uh, Quicksilver, Quicksilver. in X Men movies. Uh, which I always thought was funny that you know. It, Evan Peters is in Kick-Ass, and uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson was in Kick-Ass, and they both played Kicks- Quicksilver <laughs> in the future. I know. <laughs> um, yeah, he could do it. I don't know how I feel about him being a soldier-looking character, but I'm a, that, that'd be interesting. If Aaron Taylor Johnson both up, he can do it too. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know who would be good as a clay? Jason who? Clark. Jason Clark. Yeah. Uh, did you watch Terminator Genesis? No. Did you watch uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes? Or Rise of the Planet yeah. of the Apes? Yes. So the in Rise... No. Dawn. I'm sorry. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Dawn. He was Malcolm. He was the, the main human. Okay. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, I can see him. Okay. Yeah, he he do pretty well as as Clay. Uh, all right. I mean, I think we've pretty much talked about this movie for uh, to all it's worth. Uh, we will probably come back next week with another uh, televised heroics at the at the movies. <laughs> so let us know what it, what it is you want us to talk about. What comic book uh, movie do you want to hear us break down? Uh, you can reach me on Twitter at agent underscore of the underscore bat. Daniel um, at Daniel von Helvet on Twitter, and you can reach all of us at, at Geek Elite Radio. We could also see Geek Elite Radio on Facebook where we do most of our conversation and uh, invite the community to be a part of the group and talk about the things that you want to talk about. So make sure you visit us there and then come over and join us on our website, geekleetradio.com, where you can find archived episodes of our podcast and other podcasts on our network. Uh, But until then, this has been Televised Rooks on the Geek Elite Radio Network saying always remember to geek out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program. <laughs>